looking ahead to the game the Jaguars haven't played in since 1999. The AFC championship game, the feeling around the city, obviously electric. The team believes, fans believe. We're not interested in any opinions outside the 904, though, are we? No, we're not. And we need the entire team to capture this magical playoff run, which is what we are on. We've got Stuart Weber. Our quarterback is here, David Garrard, John Bachman, Letitia Barriola, and Mike Burrish helping out this evening. Oh, right, we got to begin with the biggest news of the day. Leonard Fournette involved in a car crash. <gasps> Now, before you freak out, just know that he's okay. And okay. We don't think any Patriots were involved in planning this. He was not injured in the crash. Nobody else was injured either. It was pretty minor, but it was a headline. Yeah, it happened around noon near the Dames Point Bridge. Three cars involved. The Florida Highway Patrol says another driver was at fault. He was cited for careless driving. Fournette reportedly able to drive the car and himself home and even had some pictures taken with some of the Road Rangers and <laughs> FHP as well. All right, now that that's out of the way, we can get down to the X's and O's of today's matchup. There are so many storylines this week leading up to this AFC Championship game. Here are the biggest ones. The first and most important, the Jaguars are just one win away from the Super Bowl. Most fans are painfully aware the franchise has never been to the biggest game in American professional sports. Standing in their way, only the New England Patriots. That means playing Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, and going against Bill Belichick, the game's most infamous coach. And all week long, we're going to be giving extra attention to Leonard Fournette. Jaguar fans gasped when he limped off the field in the second quarter of the Steelers game. He finished it up, but his status in condition will be major factors for the Jag. All right, just in case you've been living under a rock, here you go. Four <laughs> other AFC contenders are on their couches right now. Their offseason is officially underway. It's the Jags and the Patriots for the right to go to the Super Bowl, Brent. And then there were two in the AFC. I think it's worth repeating, Dan. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to let this sit, sink in a little bit. Yeah. One more win, and the Jags are in the Super Bowl. 60 minutes. Wow. It's been quite the season. Remember when this was pretty cool? The Jags making the playoffs? Hats and t-shirt days, uh, you know, is, is, is near. Then they won the AFC South, division champs. Pass, tip, and intercepted by Ramsey. And oh, how sweet it was to get a home playoff game. Number three seed, the Jacksonville Jaguars, one second away from a trip to New England. But now this is getting a little surreal. The Jags are one win away from the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. Came in here with expectations about being here, not only here, but in the Super Bowl, not only in the Super Bowl, but winning it. So we're on the right track, and uh, we got a giant in front of us. Hard not to get caught up in the excitement. Everyone else in Jacksonville is, unless you're Doug Marone. I like winning. I like winning, but I'm... Do you, I'm so not a fun person. Winning is fun, believe it or not. One more W, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are Super Bowl bound. Well, how about that? Brent Martineau, Dan Hick, and David Garrard, our quarterback. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Not at all. So happy. How, how, how crazy is it now? What I want to know is house money it felt like in Pittsburgh. Nobody gave him a chance. Nobody's going to give him a chance in New England. But does inside that locker room, inside Jags headquarters, does it amp up so much that things could get a little tight knowing that, whoa, one went away from getting there? Well, definitely. The closer you get to the Super Bowl, it's going to get tighter. You're going to feel the nerves. You're going to feel the anxiety. But the best thing the coaches are going to do is they're going to, you know, kind of unwind them a little bit, 
take them through a normal week of practice, get out there, and then as soon as the game starts, you get that first hit in, that first throw in, everything kind of melts away. You obviously have an experience with the New England Patriots. This, uh, you know, what are your thoughts about Tom Brady and what he's doing at the age of 40? Yeah, I mean, he, he's blowing my mind at this age that he's still playing at the same level that he is because it, 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 your mind, you can do it. Yeah. It's the body that starts to, to fail you. And then when you start getting hit after this long of a career, your mind is telling you, okay, maybe it's now time to kind of relax a little bit and go enjoy the kids and take some <laughs> nice vacations with your beautiful wife. So yeah. you're thinking that kind of stuff. But he's able to see through it and to keep the energy and keep the ability to not get injured uh, every week. To put it in perspective, tell folks how old you are, Dave. I am 39, about to turn 40. About to turn 40. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Tom Brady's a little bit older than you. And I, and I just had my knee drained today, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know how he's doing. And yeah, you've had some, yeah, still yeah. taking, getting things Absolutely. taken care of. Yeah, it's amazing. It's Dan, amazing. don't tell everybody how old you are, okay? No. Uh, <laughs> by the way, before, we're going to break down Brady and the matchup a lot, but just quickly, does this Jags defense match up with their offense better than some think, or what? Yeah, I think it does. I think our guys are quick, they're athletic, they play physical, they don't like that, they like to try to get the ball out of Brady's hands fast. I think what really helps is that D-line and the way they can get after him, move mm -hmm. him off his spots, and get some hits on him. That's what Brady really doesn't like, because he's 40, he feels him a whole lot more now. <laughs> he's got, he's, he's great at this though, he'll go back to, he does like Peyton used to, you know, if yeah. he sees it coming, he'll just go down. He does, right? and if he goes, <laughs> down, take the hits. If he yeah. goes down enough times, he's gonna start getting rattled, he's gonna start, start thinking they're everywhere. True. The surprise of last week was the Jags offense. Yeah. Do you think they can do it again? Now that's the, the, the big question <laughs> because I did not think they would have that kind of day. I thought they would be uh, around. I thought they would make some plays. Sure. But to answer every time when the Steelers started to make the game really, really interesting, that really took me back and made me think, okay, if they can play like this, then we can do whatever we want because our defense is really good. All right, Dave, we'll get back with you in a bit. We want to know what the fans think as well. What will it take to beat the Patriots? We've got a question for you. Should we hit Brady hard and often? Uh, yes. Uh, do we need a shutdown secondary? They'll be fine. And uh, does Bortles have to ha have his best game? Visit actionnewsjacks.com slash vote to weigh in. We'll reveal the uh, updated results a little bit later in the show. Well, estimates were hard to come by, but there was probably just short of 5,000 Jaguars fans in Pittsburgh for the game. If they want to see the next one in Foxborough, they better be prepared to pay even more money to make that happen. Yeah, let's bring in Action News Jacks anchors John Bachman and Letitia Barriola. Guys, a bigger game means bigger prices. Savvy shoppers are probably already Googling to find the best deal. Others may want to check out a discount travel agency. A father and son, both Jags fans, are hoping to head to Foxborough and witness history. We're watching the Steelers game. Things were looking pretty good, and I jumped on StubHub, and we bought some tickets to Foxborough. So we're very excited to go up to the cold outdoor stadium up there. I'm pretty excited. We're looking like a great team, and I'm just excited to see if we can shock the world against Tom Brady. For those of you who haven't made plans, we found round-trip flights leaving Jacksonville Friday, coming back Monday for less than $400. The cheapest game tickets are in the $350 range, according to multiple sites. At Discount Travel on Beach Boulevard, owner Steve Crandall is offering a round-trip flight, hotel stay for two nights, and a rental car for just less than $600 per person. You couldn't even come close to duplicating that on your own if you tried to 
book the components individually. And the Jaguars are advertising this deal on their website, two nights in a hotel and a game ticket for under $800 if you have two people. Whatever you're doing, once you get your plans together, it's time to focus on the Jags pulling the upset. No, I mean, I think they'll beat the Patriots. Go Jags. Go Jags. Any prediction from you? Oh, yeah. Jags are going all the way. Keep in mind that prices change quickly. Hopefully by this time next week, we're telling you how much it'll cost to get to Minneapolis. Back to you guys. Oh, boy, man. Cold night in Boston, and they're still still on the ground. And guess what? More is forecast this week. Uh, not again. <laughs> I feel just got thought out. I think let's bring in Action News Jack's first alert chief meteorologist, Mike Boris, to get a preview of what we can expect this week. The first alert weather game day forecast is brought to you by Farah and Farah. And hey, there's some good news. Now the snow comes later tonight and into tomorrow, three to five inches or so for the Boston metro area and Foxborough. But a big pattern flip in the weather occurs by the weekend. And look what happens. I'll tell you what. New Englanders may be out washing their cars this weekend. They'll have their gloves off. They may even be in their Bermuda shorts. Come Sunday afternoon, a temperature approaching 50 degrees at kickoff, which is at about 3.05 Eastern time. So it won't be near, it'll be 30 degrees warmer than it was in Pittsburgh. And remember, sunset will be during the game. It'll be about halftime, give or take, about 4.40, 4.45. So it will be a little cooler in the second half, dropping to close to 40 degrees, but not near as frigid or as nasty as it could be in the Boston area for this football game come Sunday guys. Thanks, Mike. Good football weather and keep an eye on the wind. Again, the wind is more important than the cold when it comes to the passing game. Coming up on countdown to kickoff, it's Jacksonville against Boston or all of New England. Not how you think, though. Details on the battle between the newspapers in New England and the Jaguars fan base. Jacksonville playoff memories brought to you by Safe Touch Security. Today's playoff memory doesn't come from back in the day. It comes from last Sunday. Philip and his father were among the lucky fans who made the trip to Pittsburgh to witness history. Talk about making some special family memories. When's the last time you can remember being this happy about anything, right? This was the jubilation for the Jaguars fans at a local bar last Sunday when Telvin Smith scooped the fumble and returned it for a touchdown. <laughs> happy as they were Sunday, they were equally as mad after seeing what the sports writers in Boston oh. were saying about the matchup against the Jags. They had no respect. Shots fired coming from the Boston Globe. Our buddy Dan Shaughnessy tweeting. Not our buddy this week. No team quarterback by Blake Bortles is going to come into Foxborough and win. Enjoy AFC Championship Week, everyone, but pay no attention to the notion of the Jaguars actually winning. And this gem from Boston radio reporter Tony Maserati, quote, if I were the Patriots, I'd rest Brady this week. Hmm. Hey, but by the way, I don't take that as a shot fired. I'd say go do it. Yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> Please David, do. Now, David, when I used to rip you back in the day, did you take notice or did you not pay attention? So, uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing, kidding. I'm wearing. Way, that's why they're separated. I'm <laughs> yeah. in between this. I'm, I'm wearing a different outfit, a different uniform than I used to wear. Yeah. So Once a player, I'm always on a player, this David. side of the game now. <laughs> I, I, I asked earlier, I said, are we really talking about what the media is saying? Yeah. But after reading those comments, now I can see why you would say that. It was no, brutal. Up there. Yeah, no, 
the players are not. I didn't even know. I would have family sometimes and friends say, oh. well, don't turn on any sports radio because they're not saying anything good about you right now. Right. And I'm like, I don't even know what the channel is. Right. <laughs> right. Know, so. it, it is interesting because that's you guys live in a different life. Yeah. It's a different bubble, but it's the family that relays it, mm -hmm. right? Or also will ask you about it, yeah. these guys about it. And so that's how they find out. Yeah, but does it get you fired up once you find out? You do. You're eventually going to find out and hear some of the things that are going on. Uh, you are removing yourself as much as possible. Even your coaches are telling you, stay away from any print, any TV, any radio. Just because you don't want to focus on those things, you want to just focus on the task at hand, keep your mind clear, because you don't need any outside more motivation. You're already plenty motivated. The Super Bowl is at hand if we go out and take care of business. Blake Bortles is the most blind quarterback in the NFL the last 10 years. So, uh, and it's become, yeah. he's, he's done a great job of handling it. Yeah. I don't know if it bothers him or not. It doesn't seem like it does. No, it doesn't. Hey, and by the way, Jalen Ramsey is now the topic of folks in New England <laughs> because of what he said when he came uh, home on Sunday night to all the Jags fans that greeted the players at the stadium. I ain't got too much to say, but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We going to the Super Bowl and we going to win that. <laughs> well, by the way, this is already epic and it will become more epic if yeah. they win the Super Bowl oh, uh, yeah. for Jalen Ramsey. But it's the New England Patriots. You think they're feeding off that? No, they're not worried about that. You know. Uh, respect to Jalen Ramsey as a teammate. I love his energy, his passion, the way he plays because he backs up everything he says, you know. But you can see right there, he's just excited about the moment and he's just being him. The Patriots locker room knows how to handle it. In fact, listen to the old veteran Tom Brady <laughs> talk glowingly about the Jags today. The biggest challenge we've faced all year, you know, we've had a good offense, they've had the best defense. And, you know, that's always a challenge when you go up against those guys. And when you watch them play over the course of the whole season, you know, it's you could see why. I mean, there's just there's not a lot of time for the quarterback to throw. Ah, smart uh, man. Yeah. He called them the best team, <laughs> best defense they've played all year, best team. Is that a little bit of Brady kind of being <laughs> what Ben Roethlisberger did? <laughs> you know, I, I love that, and that's what you should do as a quarterback, right. especially a veteran quarterback. The way that he shows you that he's – maybe a little upset about what you said, is he puts 50 points on the board and <laughs> runs you out of the stadium. But our defense, they're not going to allow that. But that's how he shows you up. All right. All right. Thanks, David. You'll be with us all week long. We'll really break down this matchup. How do they defend Gronk? How much can Brady be effective against this defense? Coming up all week long on our shows. All right. Coming up on Countdown to kick off, a big man who can see the future. How Calais Campbell predicted the final score against the Steelers. And why Dan Hicken may also have... A sixth sense. We're mm. where we can, you know, uh, play one play at a time, you know, and, and execute, you know. But I take it, you know, uh, 2 0 if it comes that way, or 45 42 if it comes that way, you know. As long as we win, I'm happy. <laughs> I love wow. this guy. That was Calais Campbell last week predicting the final score really by accident during an interview last week with the NFL Network. Of course, he didn't want to give up 42 points, but, uh, well, the Jags did and still won. Welcome back to Countdown to Kickoff. Brent Martin along with Dan Hicken. Campbell wasn't the only Jaguar to look into the crystal ball prior to kickoff. Yeah, linebacker Telvin Smith also showing off his clairvoyance in the locker room. Coach Marone and the team meet said, who's going to score a touchdown? And I raised my hand. Um, and I wasn't doing that like, like God, but I just had that feeling that I got to go out and have a great game. Keep that feeling, <laughs> That's by the right. way. And, of course, he got the scoop and score and also a taunting penalty is – We'll take the seven points. Forget about the taunting penalty for now. And if you think that's amazing, Brent, you may need to remember my own amazing 
divination skills earlier this week. <laughs> divination. Where are these words coming from? That's right. Dan predicts the field goal while talking to Josh Lambeau last week. Check it out. Right now, Josh, Jaguar fan, if you told him it's 1917 Pittsburgh, there's three seconds left, and Lambeau's trotting out for a 43-yarder. Boom! Ah, Close that's what enough. happened. Holy moly, Lambeau did kick a 43-yarder and the three points, the difference in the game, Dan. Nice work by you. Thank you very much. Can you Thank predict you. a win this week? Now I'll it's try. time for the injury report. And uh, we'll find out more about these guys tomorrow. It's hard to do an injury report on Tuesday. We don't learn too much early in the week. But Tayshawn Gibson, keep an eye on this. Uh, Doug Barona said... Pro Bowl kind of year. Yeah. Did give up the one big play at the end of the half, but mm -hmm. uh, got to keep an eye Great yeah. football player, been outstanding for the Jags. In a boot, uh, I, I suspect he probably won't practice a whole lot this week. We'll see if he can go on, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, hopefully he'll be able to go. The Jaguars and the Patriots have some shared history <laughs> in the postseason together. Unfortunately, there aren't a lot of good memories to relive. Let's bring in Stuart Weber. He's playing Debbie Downer tonight. It's been a while since we've been talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoffs, but back when this team used to make the playoffs quite a bit, well, they would face New England a few times, in fact, four. A 1-3 overall record in those games, the biggest loss coming in that 1996 season, the AFC Championship. Of course, they get a chance to do it again in the AFC Championship this year. That one lone victory, though, for Jacksonville, well, it came in the 1998 season when they beat the Patriots, final score 25-10. to 10. That game played in Duval County. If the Jaguars want to get another win over the Patriots, they're going to have to do it up in Foxborough. Let's go back to you. Coming up on Countdown to Kickoff, if there's one man who knows how to beat the Patriots, it's the Jags' top man. We show you his special kryptonite coming up next. He's the greatest coach of all time, so Patriots coach Bill Belichick has plenty of reason to smile as he prepares for the chase for his sixth Lombardi trophy. Most feel like there's no way to stop him. Ah, Tom Coughlin. He's given Coach Belly some of his greatest defeats and his 5-2 and two against him. And by the way, those two regular season losses by a combined four points. Yeah, he turned them green is what he did. Yeah, you he see did. that? How about that? You know what's interesting about that? I want to show that every night because it's fantastic. Yes. But how involved will he be this week? What kind of That's impact will Tom Coughlin? And we won't know that. Right. But inside that building, you really have to wonder. Well, listen, we had the opportunity to talk to Tom uh, in training camp yeah, when yeah. they were going up to New England. Took a ride I spent work. a lot of time with him talking about Bill Belichick. Their relationship goes back 30 years. He And he talked about how when you prepare for a guy like that, you look at all their tendencies and then you go again. I mean, it's, it's fascinating stuff, and we'll hear that later in the week. Yes, so. we will. Hey, here are the results of our fan poll. You can still weigh in, by the way. Just visit actionnewsjacks.com slash vote, and it looks like they stopping right. Brady is the yeah. biggest, most important thing. Yeah. Interesting, because last week it was Bortles. Yeah. You know, he had to play well. Now there's a confidence in him. Special Jacks coverage continues every night this week. Tune in to Countdown to Kickoff Chase for the Championship Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights at 7. I'll be in Foxborough starting on Thursday. And join us at 1 p.m. Sunday on CBS 47, special 60-minute Edition. Keep it tuned to CBS 47 for the game, obviously, at 3.05. And we'll have post-game, and then we'll have the big party back in Jacksonville as well <laughs> after the win. Wow, the Jags are one win away from going to the Super Bowl, everybody. Have a great night.